Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. So let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. Bing bong. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome in to this Thursday, April 28th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by Brown Funeral Homes and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Spencer Puy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us here as a good, great EPAC matchup yesterday, after late afternoon, early evening for you, Nick. Uh, you had the call for that one. I was on color with along with Trip and uh, Martinsburg got revenge over Washington after the home loss they took a couple weeks back and uh, had a few runs on the board. A good hitting day for them and a good day on the mound again from Carson Boober. Yeah, Carson Boober pitched really well, um, helping lead his team to that win. He had that one inning where he gave up the two runs, but besides that, uh, Boober was very efficient and it was a weird start to the game on the Washington side of things Martinsburg gets those two bloop singles that lead to an early lead Dunbar still pitches pretty well for the most part but uh, it just seemed like Martinsburg really for the first time all season had the bats going at a high rate 12 hits for the Bulldogs uh, leading to six runs and it just seemed like you know Isaiah Morris was swinging a great bat everybody was finding ways to contribute in this ball game and it was nice to see I think seven of the nine hitters in the dogs lineup got a hit so you know for Martinsburg it was a really good effort a really good offensive showcase for them in a game where they have scored runs this season that that isn't really an issue for the Bulldogs but it's how they've scored runs usually it's the other team messing up yesterday it was a lot of earned runs which was a good thing for Martinsburg. For Washington, they don't throw Colin Reed or Braden Stonemeyer. They throw Dunbar, and he, and he pitched well. I mean, he pitched really well at Myrtle Beach, so he's earned that start. But I think that might have been maybe looking toward the future, where if they were to face Martinsburg again, that would be the first time this season they would see Colin Reed. I think that'd be a pretty good matchup for Washington. Usually, you don't want. Uh, your conference teams to see the same pitcher twice, so that kind of yeah. eliminates Stoudemire from being an option for them later in the year. But uh, I still think Washington's offense right now is just really holding them back as a team. Their pitching has been serviceable, even great at times, uh, but they just aren't getting the runs that they need. Uh, I believe now it's like 17 runs in the past seven games or something. It's it's not a, a good offensive rate for the Patriots so that that's really the big issue for them right now it definitely is the big issue for them and Martinsburg able to do it on the mound and with the bats and a pretty efficient day for Carson Boober seven innings strong five hits two runs one of those earned didn't walk anyone and struck out seven on 85 pitches 61 for strikes it's a very efficient day for the sophomore and you know we've talked to coach Byler many a times now and he you know you know, it's giving the reins to a sophomore really as, you know, the first guy there, you know, it's kind of their rotation. You know, we always, we predicted yesterday and he told us, you guys are spot on. You got, you got Boober on the mound uh, for us tonight. And, uh, you know, he just, he has a lot of trust in him. And it's, if you listened back to the interview last night that you guys did, it, it's nothing rattles him. 
It seems like yeah. he can bring himself back, even if something rattles him, he, he can, you know, bring it back in and just focus on the next batter. And, and you know, he's only a sophomore, so in two seasons, what what are we going to see from Carson Boober? I think a lot of good things. I mean, he seems to be very uh, smart about the game of baseball. For a kid his age, he, he knows how to pitch and come through in big situations. And even when he doesn't have his best stuff, and we saw that in the High Point Christian game, they continuously got runners on base but couldn't get runs in because he found a way to get out of the innings. So impressive game for him. But I think overall the whole game for Martinsburg was really impressive. Like I said, Morris had his three hits. Uh, Clement was finding ways to get on base and, and score runs. Sonovich had two RBIs, yeah, one two Sonovich for three. Sonovich had two RBIs. Landon Siffert had a well-hit ball, which was nice to see. He hasn't really had that well-hit ball in a little while. Can be one two for three. Yeah, so – Overall, Martinsburg, like I said, it was a complete team win. Boober definitely stands out on the mound, but the whole team put together a good effort yesterday. They really did, and they'll have to do it again tonight. Hampshire for a regional opponent. Senior night, I believe seven seniors being honored tonight. I think I'd looked. Uh, maybe I'm forgetting one or two, but a lot of seniors on this team and uh, a lot of them uh, making big contributions. And then on the mound tonight, it will be a senior as well. Yeah, so it'll be a, a big night, senior night. DJ Triggs on the mound for the dogs. Obviously, none of us have the play-by-play call. Yeah, it's Avery Newport. Avery Newport. And we will go on at 6.30 to get a lot of the pregame done, and then we'll get the uh, senior night festivities on the air uh, for those seniors. Uh, but it's definitely a big regional matchup tonight. You know, they can't put tonight's game – out of the way because it's you know not an EPAC battle it's a regional battle if you get a win tonight it means a lot going into the regional or to the you know the voting next week and everything that goes into the playoffs a big region win would help yeah and Hampshire's been struggling for the most part this season but they still have uh, some talent that you have to watch out for so it'll be interesting to see how Triggs does on the mound the last time we saw him he uh struggled just a little bit he was able to uh still perform pretty well for the most part for the uh Bulldogs but I don't think that'll matter if they're able to do what they did last night hitting the ball and that uh was a little surprising to me I thought that it was going to be more of a uh pitcher's duel and we were going to see a come down to mistakes it kind of did there in the first inning as you said it was bloop singles but it was pretty close to being errors the reason it was singles was because of the wind and everything playing tricks with the uh ball and that's what uh separated but you got to give credit to martinsburg 12 hits is a great performance for them and if they can do that again tonight i think uh they get the win easily yeah definitely and uh talk about some other epac action uh Spring Mills fell to James Wood out of Virginia 7-5. to They're back in action tomorrow when they host Hedgesville uh, for a key EPAC matchup there. So if they can get a couple more wins, maybe they move, improve themselves a little bit on the season. Um, Hedgesville last night got a 10-0 win over East Hardy and uh, another big night at the plate for Noah Brown. He went 4-4 four for four with four RBIs and three runs. Um, I believe on Tuesday against Berkeley Springs. Let me pull these numbers up to be completely accurate. He went four for five with four RBIs and two runs. So that's a heck of a two-day span for Noah Brown. 
Yeah, and you know that's good to see for a team that needs that right now, and uh, a good win for them. Definitely a good win for them. They are back in action Friday against Spring Mills, but a big ten nothing win there. Uh, let's talk about a little bit more. Uh, Matthew went for them four innings strong on the mound two hits no runs one walk four strikeouts uh but a great hitting night for them 14 hits uh braylon connor went three for three uh kimball went two for four matthew also pitching went two for three as well so a lot of you know getting those bats when needed and uh, maybe that'll help them as they head towards the end of the season into the sectionals and they'll have a busy week next week tuesday wednesday thursday friday and tuesday and wednesday washington and jefferson so if they can you know win one to two of those big games that could help them uh just momentum wise even if it's not going to help them voting wise it'll still help them you know in their minds maybe oh well you know we did this this end of the season maybe when we face them in the playoffs we can uh potentially get a win that's what you hope because they're winning the games that they're supposed to win, at least on paper. That's how it looks. But when it's coming to EPAC opponents, Hedgesville has struggled. That's the uh, hump that they haven't been able to get over this year is winning games in the uh, conference. So if they can get a couple of those together here late, I think that's the confidence that they need, not just yeah, we're beating the teams that we're supposed to. Yeah, I do think it can carry over a little bit if you're starting to swing a much better bat because I don't know if you think so much about who you're playing because you know like, you can't overlook these teams even though they're maybe uh, a lower classification. doesn't necessarily mean they're not as talented, so you do have to still approach it as, as the same. And I think if you start to get some hits together, that can really help. I mean, obviously, when you're facing higher competition, it's going to be much tougher to get those hits. But I I do think there is a little bit that could carry over with the momentum side of things, even though the competition may not be at the highest right now. But I do think right now the EPAC, this Musselman-Martinsburg game on Friday, I know we're a few days out, but that's going to determine a lot. It does seem like Musselman, or I'm sorry, Washington, Jefferson, and Martinsburg have kind of locked up the top three, but Musselman could slide in there if yeah. they're able to get that win. So they got a big test tonight. They're traveling out to Ashburn, Virginia, to take on a 5A school there, pretty big 5A power in Stonebridge, multiple state champion winning team there in Ashburn, Virginia. Uh, so that should be an out of state test for them. Maybe that'll help them as they get down into the end of the season. Yeah, I, I like this Musselman team. And, uh, just talking with Coach DeSarno yesterday, you know, he was saying how he thinks Musselman is definitely a, a sneaky team to watch. So, you know, we'll see uh, how this thing plays out. But it's all going to be coming down to that tournament. I know that uh, voting is Tuesday, so Friday will have a lot of big implications. And uh, Monday as well. Yeah, and it's a big week still going on in the EPAC for baseball, but it's getting very exciting. We're getting to the playoffs very soon. It is, and we shall indeed, we will wait. That's the name of this song right now. We'll wait to see what the EPAC voting is, but that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online or the actual auto app. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, uh, today's a pretty big day in the national sports world. Uh, it's round one 
of the NFL draft tonight. Uh, we'll do a little mock of the first 10 picks and then predict the Commanders, Ravens, and Steelers picks as well. That's But that's after this two-and-a-half-minute break. You're tuned into the Sports Mix on Talk Rated WRNR and TV 10. Eggerstown Ford continues to be your leader in car sales up and down the I-81 corridor. We will beat any and all competitors' prices. And we've made buying a new car easier than ever with one-day delivery better than Amazon and a return policy better than Walmart. Your satisfaction is our guarantee. If you don't like it, simply return it and we'll come pick it up. No questions asked. Why would you shop anywhere else? At Hagerstown Ford, we take great pride in our community and supporting our local student-athletes. That's why Hagerstown Ford is the official car dealership of Shepard Rams quarterback Tyson Bajant. Our remote buying process has made new car shopping so easy, you'll never even set foot in a dealership. Simply go to HagerstownFord.com and click on the car you want to buy it, or use the Axle Auto app. It's that easy. You can order your new car on any device. Go to HagerstownFord.com and get your new car signed, sealed, and delivered from Hagerstown Ford. Safety doesn't come from owning a gun, it's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 Exit 5 Inwood helps you build your safety skills with our defensive handgun one course taught by NRA certified instructors. You must have already completed the basic handgun course as a prerequisite for this course. Valley Guns 2 will conduct this class Saturday, April the 23rd. Valley Guns 2 is also accepting registrations for the defensive rifle carbine one course April 24. Classes beginning April 3 will be held at the Valley Guns 2 Firearms Training Center located in Bloomery, West Virginia. Find out more at valleyguns2.com. Do you love martial arts? Are you a little more Miyagi-Do than Cobra Kai? Dragon Warrior Kung Fu offers a well-rounded program designed to promote and encourage learning and growth in a family-friendly environment. Because Kung Fu is not just flashy fighting skills, it's a lifelong journey of self-discovery. Dragon Warrior Kung Fu, call us at 304-350-0646 and learn more today. PCS Parents and Citizens for Informed Candidates support Valerie Ledford, Special Education Aid, Mental Health, and Family Advocate, Jackie Long, State Code Expert, Employee, Student, and Parent Advocate, Pat Murphy, Retired Berkeley County Teacher and Boys and Girls Club Volunteer, Damon Wright, Lifelong Resident School Volunteer and Community Leader, all graduates of Berkeley County Schools, knowledgeable, responsible, nonpartisan, exactly what we need to improve our schools and community. Vote May 10th for Ledford, Long, Murphy, and Wright. Paid for and endorsed by BCS Parents and Citizens for Informed Candidates. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back into this Thursday, April 28th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740. TV 10, Comcast Channel 10, Berkeley, and Jefferson Counties, as well as streaming live on the TV 10 Facebook page and on at WRNR underscore sports on Twitter. Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us. Big day in national sports today uh, as the NFL draft is tonight, first round, and uh, we've talked about it kind of off the air all week. This is kind of like a weird draft. Just... The consensus number one is usually, I feel like, you know, like two months ahead of time, maybe a month ahead of time. But even last week, they really didn't know who the 
consensus number one pick is. Yeah, there's no, like like we said, I think we said this on air, there was no, like, big-name quarterback that you really think needs to go number one. Uh, like last year with Lawrence and, and several other years before that, there's not a offensive lineman that's been hyped up a lot. There's really not a pass rusher. It seems to be a pass rusher draft toward the top, but nobody that necessarily separates themselves from the rest. So it's uh, really a, an interesting draft. I still think there's some quality players, but I just don't know who's going number one. It, it seems to be Walker. That That's the hype. It's switched on, I think, Monday. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson has been the odds favored for most of the uh, pre-draft process, but it seems like Walker has taken that spot, and it's a big, quick rise for this guy. So immediately you think bust, potentially, with Trayvon Walker moving up so quickly right before the draft, but he seems to have the hype right now. So we'll see. Uh, ultimately, I don't think the Jags have announced it yet, yet, which is usually, you know, announced by now sometimes, or at least like at least it was last year when yeah. they had the number one pick. As soon as the season ended, everybody knew who they right. were getting. But I wouldn't be surprised if it flipped again. Yeah. I, yeah. I think either Hutchinson or Walker, I, either one could go number one and both would be reasonable picks in that spot, and the other would most likely go number two to... Detroit yeah but after that even if you want to say top 10 I I think there's some people that are like yeah I'm comfortable with their top 10 mock draft wise but I I don't know if you can even go that far after one or two I don't know who's gonna go three and then the rest of the way and if you're even confident up to 10 that's probably where the buck stops for you as well and it, it is weird that we haven't had that for a long yeah. time. I think another like. thing that adds to that is both the Giants and the Jets have four of the top ten picks. Yeah. So it's like two teams are 40% of the draft right there. I don't know if they'll stay with those picks. It really just depends on the board, but they certainly need a lot of positions. And I think that's what makes positions. it difficult is because yeah. so many people feel like there's going to be trades. So that's even more difficult to predict than – who's going to get picked at what spot. It's who's going to trade to that spot and pick who. That, I think, is what confuses people because, I mean, it'd be smart for them to get two top ten picks for the future, possibly, if you think both can be home runs. But then, if you don't, why not try to trade for more picks? More picks, or the Jets are now the front runner. For example, for Debo Samuel, rumor has it. So do you try to trade there, possibly with the 49ers? It's definitely an option, and it sets up an interesting draft night. I think it's one that you definitely want to tune into uh, tonight because there is a lot to – a lot of trades that could potentially go down. And, you know, another thing that I think adds to not knowing who's going to go where or when – is the quarterback position because I don't think any of these quarterbacks are worthy of a top ten, top yes, ten pick in would, terms of talent. Agree. But we know that one is probably going to go in that top ten. I can't imagine a situation where a quarterback doesn't go in the top ten just because they always move up. Even in a weak draft, the quarterbacks always rise because it's the most important position. And you're like going to see a little bit of something that you like in somebody, whether it be Pickett or Willis or even Matt Carell has had some hype recently. 
one of those guys you're going to like enough that you're going to use that pick on and, and maybe even trade up for. Is it a smart decision? Time will tell. But, you know, how do you rank these quarterbacks? I don't even know. I I, I think Willis has a lot of upside, but I, I was about to say, Willis is the top, the it seems like, quarterback-wise on a lot of people's draft boards. But he's like 30th out of everything. So yeah. at the same time, would it be crazy that we don't even see a quarterback drafted in the first round? Do people, or teams, excuse me, take the risk of seeing if they can stay in their spot like pittsburgh yeah what for was the example draft where ej Manuel? i think he was the number one quarterback wasn't he in one draft at like 17 or maybe he was the second quarterback taken can't remember what year that was yeah i can't remember either it kind of reminds me of, that might have been the year cam newton was picked number one and then there wasn't a quarterback for a while i don't exactly remember but I know that draft was kind of weak, but there was a ton of like defensive talent like Von Miller, Patrick mm-hmm. Peterson, yeah. stuff like that, all in that same class. So, you know, we'll see how this draft class works out, but it's definitely a, a different one. Yeah, it's different because not only is there not really that strong of a quarterback class, running backs, it's not the strongest either. And wide receivers, you got a decent amount, probably yeah. five, maybe ten strong ones. But after that, it's all the big guys. So I think who was I listening to that said it's not going to be the uh, sexiest draft because it's all it, it wasn't you. <laughs> I mean, somebody else might have said that too. I but. thought it was somebody else, but I agree then. Yeah, we want to get into the mocks, but yeah, let's get into the mock draft. Um, how do we want to start this? Well, we should probably start at the top. We could work backwards if you want. You no, want to start at thirty two? <laughs> no, we're only doing top ten mock draft and then the you three started ten? The three teams we cover here. We could do what ESPN does. We could do our ten and then you have to pay for the rest. <laughs> All right, well uh You're making fun of me. The I NFL bet. draft is officially <laughs> open, guys. With the first pick in the twenty twenty two NFL draft. The Jacksonville Jaguars select Aiden Hutchinson, Ed Rusher, out of You really Michigan. think they're going to flip? Yeah. The thing with Hutchinson that has kind of lowered him down slightly is people think that his uh, his upside isn't that high, and they think Walker has the higher upside of the two. He's more athletic, can do a little bit more. I could see either one. I'm leaning towards Walker since that seems to be – the most consistent thing I've seen and reading on the uh, internet, but I really, I could see it going either way, but I do think Walker has risen to the top now. So that would be my I'm going with picks. Walker as well, just because that's what the hype is right now. And as Nick said, Hutchinson, also I think it's a cooler story for him to go to the Lions since he's from Michigan. Yeah. So uh, that's who I'm staying at one two. It's going to go Walker and then Hutchinson. Yeah, I would agree with that. But Spencer's but in on Aiden. Since you already have Hutchinson at one, who do you have going to? With Spencer? the second pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions, coached by the guy that wants to take everybody's knees out. Uh, what's his name again? Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell. He wants to bite off kneecaps or something like that. He said in his introductory press conference, uh, they're going to go with Edge Rusher. Trayvon Walker out of Georgia. Right, so you so. just have him flipped, okay? Yeah. I mean, it, it, as I said earlier, that's reasonable. Yeah. But 
we just disagree. All right. Who do you guys have to Detroit? We have Hutchinson. So yeah. We just have it flipped. All right. Uh, now, the third pick in the NFL draft. The Houston Texans select Ikeem Ikwanu, offensive tackle, NC State. I have Evan Neal going there, but it's going to be an offensive tackle either way. Um, and those guys are very close on the rankings. I just I think Neal might be a little bit better. He's an Alabama product, so I have Neal going third. But either one could be the third pick. I have Akeem as well in that spot there to the Texans. I was looking and... I feel like the tackle will be addressed first just so you can get some uh, protection up front for a struggling team. You want somebody young like that to uh, hopefully build around and see how long he can last in your franchise. And I think he will be the uh, fit that they want him to be. All right, now to the fourth pick. In the NFL draft, the New York Giants, or New York Jets, excuse me, a pick ahead of myself there, select Ahmad Gardner, cornerback Cincinnati. I can see that. I think the Jets are probably going to go with uh, the top player on the board there. And at this point in our mock, it's uh, Thibodeau, the defensive lineman from Oregon. So I think that's who I have them taking right now. But I could I could see Gardner. I mean, they have two top ten picks, so either one. But I so think you go top player there first. I have him sticking with corner, but a different one who's climbed up a lot of draft boards and – getting some hype and that is Derek Stingley Jr. from LSU a lot of people were putting him now into the top 10 here this past week kind of like Walker has made a surprise jump so I feel like that the Jets would grab him all right there you there go. at number four now with the fifth pick the 2022 NFL draft the New York Giants select offensive tackle Evan Neal out of Alabama that's who I have because I had Akeem going to the Texans. Well, then I got the opposite, the other tackle, Akeem. All right, and now moving to the sixth pick in the NFL 2022 NFL Draft. I feel like each Panthers time we should boo him when he does that, kind of like Roger Goodell gets booed. Select yeah. Charles Cross, offensive tackle, Mississippi State. Who holds this pick? The Panthers. Panthers I think they're taking six. Malik Willis. They need a quarterback. I know they I came out today. They came as out well. today. I know they, they said Sam Darnold's our guy. We believe in him. But come on. Like, Sam Darnold is terrible. I have no idea why people continue to make excuses for him. He is not a good quarterback. He turns the ball over too much. <laughs> like, let's stop believing in Sam Darnold. I don't think Malik Willis is, you know, a proven guy yet, but he seems to have a ton of upside. He's the Trey Lance type pick of this year. It seems like the ceiling is very high for a guy like Willis, but right now he might not be ready. But I think he's going to be the pick there. I think you go with the highest ceiling quarterback. Like They're not sticking with Sam Donald. I have crossed there as well. I wouldn't be surprised if they went with a uh, quarterback, but I feel like that, as you said, they trust Donald, so they might wait a year. Donald is terrible. He is. Yeah. But so is this quarterback draft class, honestly. Yeah. yeah. All right. Moving to the next pick. With the seventh pick, the Giants back on the clock. They select wide receiver Garrett Wilson, Ohio State. The Giants have the most money invested in uh, the wide receiver position in the NFL, but they also have one of the worst wide receiver <laughs> yeah. uh, rooms. So it is interesting. I mean, they did draft Cadavius Tony last year. 
or Kadarius Tony, excuse me, and and he was solid when on the field, but he just couldn't stay healthy. I, I think I had a tackle to the Giants first, so I would I would then go probably to Sauce Gardner here. I think is who I've been predicting for them to take. Okay, so you think he falls? I have him at four. You think he falls to seven? Yeah. All right, who you got? I have them going with Kavan uh, Thibodeau because he's fell in my top ten so far. So I feel like uh, they would like to go with an edge rusher who, as we've or position wise, as we've said, is probably the strongest in this uh, draft this year. So that's who I'm going to go with there at number seven, leaving All right. All right. Sauce at eight. With the eighth pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Atlanta Falcons select wide receiver Jamison Williams out of Alabama. So they lose an Alabama wide receiver uh, last year of Julio Jones. They obviously have Calvin Ridley. Uh, He is not going to play this season. So that does make sense, but I don't think Williams is going to play this season either. I don't know. He may fall. He he has the talent. He has the talent. He is the best receiver in this draft class, but since I think they have an immediate need and there's not too much of a drop-off, I think they'll go with Garrett Wilson from Ohio State here. But you already had Wilson getting picked up. Yeah, I had him pick the pick before. Yeah. All right, and then you I went with Sauce Gardner there because I – couldn't see them passing up and continuing to let him slide in my top 10. All right. Now to the ninth pick in the 2022 NFL draft. The Seattle Seahawks select quarterback Malik Willis Liberty. Interesting. I don't, I don't know what Seattle wants to do with their quarterback. Room. I don't know either. That's why I had them pick a quarterback. Yeah. It's a possibility there. I think they'll probably wait. On quarterbacks, I'm going to give them Limbaugh or Limbaum, the offensive lineman from Iowa. Not like a really appealing pick there at nine, but the comparisons have been, you know, to Marshall Yonda and some other great offensive linemen. So, you know, if he's as good as they're saying he is, he's worth that ninth pick. And I think he could uh, help the Seahawks up front. It, it's not going to be. Uh, lead them back to the glory that they were in in the middle of the 2010s, but um, it's something to build around potentially. At least having a good offensive line always helps to a good football team. I'm sticking with the edge rushers. I went with uh, George Karloftis, the edge rusher from Purdue, going ninth there to Seattle. All right, now to the top or the final pick we're picking top 10 wise. Well, I guess we're going to go to a number 11 as well. Uh, but the 10th pick, the 2022 NFL Draft, the New England – no, not New England, excuse me, New York Jets. Select Kayvon Thibodeau, edge rusher, Oregon. You guys, I think, already had him picked. Yeah, I already I had did. him gone. I'm going to go with Jamison Williams there. I know he has the injury, but I just think the talent there at 10, too much for the Jets to pass up on. They need a wide receiver desperately to try to help Zach Wilson. I agree. All right, there you go. Now at the 11th pick, Colin and I's favorite team, the Washington Commanders in the 2022 NFL Draft. The newly minted Washington Commanders select wide receiver, Ohio State, Chris Olave. I know you've been saying that all week. No, I've been saying that for like two weeks. I have him going defense. I have him getting Kyle Hamilton a safety, which I feel like is a big position that Washington needs and I hope they keep Terry McLaurin around I know the reason that you feel like 
they're going to Lave. At least you said a couple days ago, unless I'm incorrect, and you can correct me, but you feel like that they might not give the money to McLaurin, and that's why they're going to take a Lave. Yeah. I mean, I would. Eat. And I feel like that'd be foolish. It'd be foolish not. I'm saying it'd be foolish not to, but it'd not be something they wouldn't do. It'd be something that Dan Snyder would say, oh, I'm not paying him. I'll get somebody in the drift. Dan Snyder doesn't have control anymore, right? Yeah, whatever. Well, either way. They are in need of a number two wide receiver yes. because they have a terrible receiver core behind McLaurin. But I, I think they can get that number two guy in the second and third round, or second or third round. So I'm going to go with Kyle Hamilton as well. I think safety is a big position need, and, and he has a lot of talent there at 11 to pass up. All right, now we'll move to the Ravens at number 14, and with the 14th pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Baltimore Ravens select defensive lineman Jordan Davis out of Georgia. I mean, that was my guy that I originally really wanted the Ravens to take because, I mean, the size and the speed is just amazing. But he is a nose tackle, and he's not a pass rusher. He doesn't get after the quarterback, and they did sign Michael Pierce. So I, I think that means that they're probably not taking Davis here. Uh, and I think they're going to go with Trent McDuffie, a cornerback from Washington. I wasn't high on corner, but I understand it. more I thought about it, and I just think if he's the best player on the board – go with him and but ultimately i i could see the ravens trading this pick as much as i would like to get a 14th pick on the board i, I could see them trading it as well i have him taking jordan davis as well and he's young even if you don't want him at nose tackle maybe you can try to move him around there on the uh line see what he does as a pass rusher on the outside because as you said he has that speed so why not try it out and possibly and if it doesn't work let him go back to nose tackle and see what happens from there but he's a talented guy and I think it'd be a huge loss if they do decide to take that pick to let him slip past them if he's not picked beforehand yeah I mean if he's there and they take him I'm not gonna be angry about it but I just don't know if he fits an immediate need all right now we'll move to the 20th pick in the draft with the 20th pick in the 2022 NFL draft Pittsburgh Steelers select wide receiver Traylon Burks out of Arkansas because at number 19, the Saints select quarterback Kenny Pickett out of Pittsburgh. I just don't, I've said it all week. I don't think they're going to take Pickett, even if he's there. I don't know where they'll go with this pick. It's a weird kind of position in the draft. I think they're going to go, though, up front in some way. So I have them taking Kenyon Green an offensive lineman, but I, I could really see them going either offense or defensive line. Something to help their team. I think they're committed to Mitch Trubisky at quarterback for at least this season and see what he can do. I do too, but at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if they traded up to try to get Malik Willis before yeah, somebody scoops him up. Him. But if he gets scooped up before them by like the Panthers or I actually had him going to the Saints at 16 if he was able to fall that far but if it got to 16 I think Pittsburgh would try to trade up and uh scoop him before that 16th pick I have him if they stay at 20 going with a tackle at a central Michigan and that's Bernard Raymond 
All right, there you go. That'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just a supplying store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, and his family-owned and operated, located right here in Martinsburg at 360 Half Wilson Way. Go to Orsini's.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll talk a little NBA playoffs. Two series ended last night and a few more games tonight. We'll talk about that after this two-minute break. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. This is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces. Not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. Looking for some nightlife? Then look no further. Laddie's Bar and Grill has a full bar and kitchen, pool table, and entertainment with great food at affordable prices. You can dine in or carry out by calling us at 304-263-5233. Laddie's is open Monday through Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 3 a.m. and Sundays from 10 a.m. to 3 a.m. We serve breakfast all day long, and our lunch and dinner specials are posted every day on our Facebook page. So stop on in to Laddie's Bar and Grill, located at 107 Lutz Avenue in Martinsburg. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Not sure where to go or who to trust with your flooring project? And start with Trips Flooring, proudly serving the area for more than 25 years. Specializing in floor sanding and refinishing, along with installation of new flooring, including hardwood, tile, vinyl, laminate, carpet, and the hottest trend in flooring luxury vinyl, tile, and luxury vinyl plank. Are you on a budget? Check out their warehouse, cash and carry, or call 304-229-7009, or visit them online at tripsfloorsanding.com. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer Winnick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin hanging out with you today. Uh, got a quick NBA playoff segment here last night wrapping up two series as Milwaukee Beat the Bulls 116-100 as Milwaukee wins the series, going to the next round 4-1 there in Game 5. Pivotal Game 5s are always pivotal. One team usually wins. That's up 3-1. Not really much to discuss from that because it was kind of a, I guess the Bulls tried to make a late comeback, but they still needed 16 more points. They outscored the Bucs by 7 in the 4th, but the Bucs were just cruising at that point. And, uh, the final game of the night, the Nuggets versus the Warriors. The Nuggets put up a fight there for a little bit. They were leading heading into the fourth quarter. And then uh, the Warriors just uh, outscored them 32-20 to to get the win 102-98 and win the series 4-1. to Yeah, like I said yesterday, I knew the Nuggets would have some fight in them. They've had competitive games throughout the series, and Nikola Jokic is really that good that he is 
pretty much a one-man team at this point and, and still putting his team in position to at least have a chance to win. But Golden State has a complete roster. They're they're healthy for the most part, and they win that game uh, to advance and, and set up either Memphis or Minnesota in the next round. I think it's going to be Memphis, but we'll see uh, what happens tonight and maybe even make a run at the final since you know the Suns have had some injuries occur in this playoffs. Yeah, we were saying yesterday that uh, both teams uh, would be getting the wins there to wrap up the series in Golden State and the uh, Bucks, especially since uh, the Bulls were pretty depleted last yeah. night as well with uh, some injuries. So it'll be an interesting series now between the uh, Bucks and Boston. I'm looking forward to it just to see uh, Javon Carter, who's been playing well for the Bucks, former WVU guy going up against my favorite NBA team, Giannis, who is uh, going to be able to defend him Boston-wise. And I, I think that one will go lengthy. So I- I'm really looking forward to that matchup and uh, hopefully that Boston can continue the revenge tour. And then Golden State, that they able they were able to get the job done surprised me a little bit that it was close i know nick said yesterday that uh denver was gonna cover i I didn't fully agree with him i thought that they were gonna uh golden state that is be able to put on a show and just win easily but nonetheless they got the win and now uh we get some pretty big games tonight yeah pretty big games tonight all game sixes all led by one team three two we'll start with the first game tonight 7 p.m nba tv for Game 6 East first round as the 76ers have a 3-2 lead over the Raptors. Philly favored in this one by one and a half. This one is in Toronto at Scotiabank Arena. So the home court advantage for the Raptors. And uh, they're going to need it tonight to try to push this to seven games. Yeah, this is a weird series, right? Because it started off, Philadelphia looked like they were in control. And then last game, they just played absolutely terrible. And, and I think only scored... They were up 3-0. Yeah, and they only scored 88 points. In the last two games, you know, they've really struggled. So it being in Toronto does make me lead toward the Raptors tonight. I think they can force a game seven. Ultimately, I think the 76ers win the series, but I'm going with the Raptors. I just don't like how Philly's playing. James Harden seems to be off his game recently. If that continues, they're not winning this game, and I think uh, I think the Raptors take it tonight. All right. At first, I was thinking in my head when Nick was talking there that the Raptors get it tonight, but then if the Raptors get it tonight, I think they have all the momentum to take the series coming back, tying it up 3-3 after being down 3-0, and how much pressure is going to be coming from those Philadelphia fans if it goes to Game 7 for that entire team as well as Rivers. So, even though I hate Philly, I guess I have to go with them tonight because if they lose tonight, I I don't think there's a chance that they win Game 7. All right, there you go. Tonight, 7.30 TNT West. First round, game six. Phoenix leads the Pelicans 3-2. to two. It's in New Orleans. And Phoenix guy has a two-point. is favored by two in this one from the Vegas odds. Uh, it should be a good one trying to force game seven is are the Pelicans. Yeah, I know the Suns you know, struggled in the middle games of this series a little bit. And New Orleans has definitely... Uh, 
been, I think, surprising a lot of people. A lot of that has to do with the Devin Booker injury. I think Phoenix is going to win this game and close out the series, though. They played really well last game. I still think that they're trying to figure out how to play without Booker as a team, and uh, they were able to do that last game and win 112-97. to So I think they take this one, finish the series in six games, and get ready for the second round. I agree. All right, final game of the night, 10 p.m. TNT, Dallas against the Jazz. Dallas holds holds the 3-2 lead. The line currently is even. The game will be in Utah, Salt Lake City at Vivint Arena. Uh, This should be a really good matchup, but if Luka Doncic can come out and dominate and uh, be his usual self there, uh, I think the Mavericks can end this thing tonight. The Mavericks can. I think I said this would go seven, so I'll stick with that, and I'll go with Utah. But it does kind of seem like Dallas has the momentum right now. But it really, it's a back and forth kind of series. So I'll go Utah. I'm going Utah as well. And I said Utah in seven instead of Dallas in seven. So I think they win the next two games. All right, there you go. You heard it there from Colin. He thinks you win the next two games. All right, well, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Camp Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to Parsons Ford. Dot com for more on the other side of this break we'll wrap up today's show injury more injury news about the caps uh captain ovechkin they played tonight the first night of the final two back-to-back series or they have a back-to-back tonight of the final two games of the series plus we'll talk with nationals and orioles nationals we'll join that broadcast right after today's show uh, but we'll be back to wrap things up on today's edition of the sports mix after this two-minute break With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Every parent with a child entering pre-K through 7th grade, we invite you to consider Airborne Christian Academy. Enrolling your student in a Christian school, it's never been more affordable. With a WV Hope Scholarship offering $4,300 per year per student. And if you've been hoping for alternative ways for your child to flourish academically while remaining true to your faith, we want to partner with you. Check out all the details at airborne.church forward slash school. Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including Trivia Night Monday, Karaoke Tuesday, Steak Night Wednesday and Sunday, Thursday Night Boneless Wing Night, and on Friday and Saturday nights, there'll be a DJ and or karaoke. And remember, Monday through Friday, happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Let's go! King some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Hi, it's Talk Radio WRNR and TV10 Spencer Dupuis. When I got into a car accident and needed to get another vehicle, I wanted to go somewhere I could trust. So I went to the Heffley Motor Company at 993 Hedgesville Road. As a first-time car buyer, I really didn't know what to expect. But at Heffley, they treated me like family. Every step in the process was seamless. Not only did they give me a great deal, but they also helped me secure an amazing interest rate. Now I know firsthand why Heffley has such a great reputation in this community. I ride with Heffley Motor Company, so you should too. 
You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your April 28th, 2022, Thursday here in the Eastern Panhandle. Well, Thursday everywhere. Uh, but segment sponsored in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343. You can stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue right here in Martinsburg. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy Spencer. to have you. What? It's actually not Thursday everywhere. That's what I was about to say. It Some is. Uh, in China, it's, it's actually Friday. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you saying Thursday in the Eastern Panhandle, while it does sound dumb in, in some ways, it's actually not. All right. There you go. Well, uh, wrap things up on today's edition of the Sports Mix. About three or so minutes left. Then we'll get you into coverage of the Washington Nationals. Uh, they try to salvage a game here in this series. We'll talk about that in a moment. But uh, Caps in the race to kind of get up there into the third for the conference in the Metro and avoid, or excuse me, division, and avoid the Panthers. Uh, They're going to have to do it again tonight without their captain, Alex Ovechkin, officially out. Was participating in the morning skate, though. So maybe he plays tomorrow night, but I talked about it on Monday. There's no way he plays Thursday and Friday because it's a back-to-back. You yeah. wouldn't do that. So there's a if if he plays at all, it would be tomorrow. Uh, but obviously that hurts them uh, as kind of their power plays in existent without him, and that showed on Tuesday night. Yes, I completely agree, and I feel like if they want to jump the uh, Penguins in the standings, they have to win both. I don't know exactly who Pittsburgh has left in uh, its schedule, but the Capitals with uh, the Islanders today and the Rangers tomorrow, it's going to be tough to do. Also. It's a back-to-back, so you're not going to see Viatek Vanacek. I doubt it in both games. And Ilya Samsonov had a horrible outing the other night, giving up those three straight goals there in the third period. So, I don't know. Uh, Penguins have one game left, and it's against the Blue Jackets. So, you expect them to win, which puts them at 103. So, yeah, Washington would have to win the two games there you to get go. to 104. Uh, that game tonight, 7 p.m. Uh, Capitals trying to get the victory without Alex Ovechkin. Uh, now we'll move on to the Nationals. We'll join their prod- broadcast in a little bit here, 1 p.m. after uh, you hear legal ID after the end of after the outro to the show. They're back in action today, trying to salvage a game to the Marlins, and that sounds really bad because the Marlins are really bad, but the Nationals appear to be worse. Don't the Marlins have a winning record so far this year? No, I, I thought they did. I don't think anybody in the NL East except I think for, they're eight and eight now. Actually, maybe they were seven eight and eight, eight yesterday. So they're yeah. nine and eight. No, they have a winning record. How can you say they're really bad? The season just started. Well, the NL East goes fourteen and six, nine and eight, nine and ten, eight and eleven, eight and fourteen. So, so they're not really bad. They're average. All right, there you go. Uh, but uh, we'll join that broadcast in when right when the first pitch begins. Patrick Corbin trying to actually turn it around today. Now over to the Orioles. Uh, they get their, really bad. Their final game of the series against the Yankees today. What time is that game? I uh, don't same know. time, one oh five. Oh. Well, I'll be putting that one on then. All right. Uh who who's pitching for them? Eh, good question. Eh, good question. I don't know. Zimmerman is <laughs> Bruce. On the oh, we got a chance. Lucy. We've been saying that the past two games and they've <laughs> lost. Yes, but Bruce Zimmerman I, I like him. Hey, season series is tied now. 
All right. Well, that will do it for today's edition of the Sports Mix. Remember, tonight, Martinsburg, Hampshire, 6.30 pregame show. We'll we'll have the uh, senior night ceremony tonight to honor as the Bulldogs honor seven seniors. Uh, And then we'll be back tomorrow for another edition of the Sports Mix. So for Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Pui saying so long. And in about 30 seconds, you will hear Washington Nationals baseball. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 12.08 or tonight at 6.30.